Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome to today's program. Glad to have you with us. If I said break the cycle, just what would that mean to you? Let's talk about a definition about breaking the cycle. It's the, the definition I found. It says to not participate in dysfunctional and or unhealthy behavior. Such behavior is identified in one's family, and the person breaking the cycle does so to keep it from continuing through future generations. Well, you can break those negative cycles of your father, your mother, or your grandparents, and we are capable of putting an end to anything that we put our minds to, but, you know, we may need some help. We also have to take responsibility. My guest has devoted her lifetime to helping people break the cycle for the poor and less fortunate in Shelby County. Effie Johnson, president and CEO of Neighborhood Christian Centers, two words that clearly state the mission of NCC are stability and sustainability. We'll find out from Effie just how can you help people break the cycle. Also, Frank Allen is here in the second half of the program. He's going to share with us his wisdom and experience about preparing for the unexpected. Most people think of a financial strategy or a plan as just an investment plan to earn a specific rate of return. Well, Frank is here. He's going to help us clarify and understand that a strategy is much more than just a return on assets. From our Did You Know files, the World Economic Forum has just published the average 65-year-old American male has accumulated retirement savings that will stay him in retirement for 9.7 years. That's just sort of his 75th birthday. The problem, though, is the average 65-year-old American male has a life expectancy of 83 years. That's 8.3 years beyond the point when his savings run out. Got to do a little more planning, guys. Got to do a little bit more planning. Here's some good news for workers in the United States. Earlier this year, the Department of Labor released information that the year-over-year increase in the average hourly earnings of all private sector workers up 3.4%. Wages from 2018 to 2019 on average was up over a dollar per hour, and that's the largest year-over-year percentage increase reported in the private sector since April of 2009. From the Census Bureau, I find this to be very interesting. When the Continental Congress approved the Declaration of Independence for our happy birthday, July the 4th, 1776, the population of 13 colonies, 2.5 million. That's equal to Houston, Texas today. Hey, what can I say? We've just we've grown to be a big, big country. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to Talk Money at Shoemaker Financial to find today's program on podcast or past programs. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Coming up, Effie Johnson, Anna Wilcox, Neighborhood Christian Center, Frank Allen, Certified Financial Planner with Shoemaker Financial. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. 
podcast of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Neither Secure and Financial Services, Inc. nor Shoemaker Financial are affiliated with F.E. Johnson, Anna Wilcox, or the Neighborhood Christian Center. The views and opinions expressed are those of F.E. Johnson and Anna Wilcox only and have not been presented on behalf of or endorsed by Secure and Financial Services, Inc. or Shoemaker Financial. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, what I was talking about during the monologue, I said break the cycle. You don't think about that. That's kind of something that, you know, maybe you say, well, I don't know what that means. And I gave you the definition to not participate in dysfunctional and or unhealthy behavior. Well, the problem with it is you have to identify what is dysfunctional and or unhealthy behavior. My guest today, as I said earlier, has spent a lifetime doing nothing but working with people in our areas of the city that a lot of you that are listeners are not there. And I know that, and I want you to listen to this lady and the guest that we have today to understand that this is how we can get involved in our city. We love our city. We love our county. We love this part of the state. And this is the whole idea is how can we get involved? Well, you're going to find out more today than you probably want to because we're going to kind of nudge you in the direction of becoming more involved in your city, in parts of the city that needs your involvement. My guest, Effie Johnson, President and CEO of Neighborhood Christian Centers. Welcome, as you always are. You great. You look great. You do great. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. You always are just a pleasure. She's a frequent guest of ours, and she has brought along with her the lady that is in charge of communications and development manager. She's the development manager, Anna Wilcox. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let me start with you, Effie. When I said break the cycle, that is something so many people, I think, we think through that. We kind of come up with the idea that, you know, I under, have heard about that. I know what that means, but it doesn't affect me. Why is it important for us just to understand that's critical for Memphis, Tennessee? Well, one thing you said in the definition was that, um, in summary, that those that are that are in this dysfunction are participating. And I think that um, participate sometimes means that you're voluntarily doing it. Um, when we're serving people in need, people in underserved communities, people in poverty, um, this is not a elective cho- um, choice. This is something that many were born into. Now, there's situational poverty. There are people that have uh, things that are going to be temporary. But we're talking about generational poverty, people that have lived a life uh, that they've only known it one way, um, then we're talking about not necessarily a participation, but a lifestyle. It is the lively, it is what they, they are or what they know. And so uh, people not, cannot escape or get out of something that we want to identify as dysfunction without someone helping to offer a hand up. And that is where uh, Neighborhood Christian Centers comes into play. And not just offering a hand up, but offering um, direction and modeling behavior every day that speaks into their lives until they catch on themselves. Because this has to become a second nature and adopt something or adapt to something that has not been first nature. You know, you, the, the, I think what I hear you saying, and let me see, I'm going to say what you're thinking through this as, we, as you're going through it. And I really heard the word and mm-hmm. the, the norm Right. It's hard if the norm is X. Right. And you don't recognize it as being any different. Right. You have to have a role model to teach you that the that my norm may not be what is really normal. Right. There's there has to be adapting of to a new normal. Um, And we're not saying um, things that 
that our opinion about how you should live or what you should do. Not those things, but the typical um, things that, that, that every person in our society should be able to do and understand as proper. And that is we should work. That means if we want to eat, we should work. That means if we are uh, in, in active conversation with others, we need to choose our words wisely and we need to make good decisions and we need to not choose violence uh, over um, um, resolve. And so these are things that um, when you're in constant uproar, stressors every day about what you're going to eat, um, uh, where you're going to sleep. We have kids that come to our camps this summer that our, our workers are not paid to do this because this they're but they loved our children. They get up and they have to go find kids in their homes where parents are mm. that are not making them come to things they signed up for so they can be off the street. So when you are serving people that have nothing that is out there guiding or prompting them or pushing them towards success, we have to go out and help move them that way. If you've just tuned in, you can tell from listening to this lady, Effie Johnson, she's the president and CEO of Neighborhood Christian Center. If you can't sense her passion, you are missing the boat because the passion is here. And it's always a pleasure to have her on the in the studio talking about something that this has been her life for a very long time. Neighborhood Christian Center has been around 41 years. Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about the history. Well, the history of our organization started uh, before the 41st year, uh, for, uh, 41 years, before, before 41 years yeah. ago, uh, when my parents um in their own way, began to serve the community. And they both were born in um, situations of uh, poorness, if you will, uh, where they uh, didn't have a lot. My father was born on a farm, and, and they grew up that way, and eight children. And my mother was given away at birth and um, just kind of worked through all of all of that, excuse me. And so as they grew older and began to work themselves in the community, innately their heart was uh, went out to those that were in despair um, that had gone through similar things that they had gone through and they had overcome much of that um, in their early years and attained college education and, and, um, and a job and, and owned a home and a and had a car and were productive citizens. And so when they began to see those children and families in our community that were not doing what they knew we have to do to be productive, they began to reach out. And so our organization began that way. My parents raised over 75 children in our home. Uh, I began to witness that. Um, was I wanting to be a, a volunteer? Was I was I wanting to be a part of it all the time? We talked about participation. <laughs> we talked about that volatile to, to participate. <laughs> but then eventually I am now a, a, a person that wants to be a part of helping to make change and create opportunities for our people in the city of Memphis. So yeah. I'm committed to that. Um, to helping make a difference in our city. And you can sense that commitment. So, Anna, let me ask you this. I know there's so much going on. And, and when and Effie talks about it, it's over 41 years, and there's so many things going on. Help us understand. I know you've got programs, services, ministries. You've got centers. Talk a little bit about that. Right. So over the past 41 years, we have formalized and adapted our services to serve the communities in the best and most tailored way that they need. So what that has looked like is us expanding our services to nine different site locations. Five of these are in Section 8 apartment housing complexes, and four of them are in neighborhood-based locations. Um, and so from there, we offer our three main pillars of services, which are our compassionate services, our youth empowerment services, and our adult and family services. 
Our compassionate services offer a little bit more of our emergency aid services. So if a family comes to us and needs food, clothing, we can refer to renter's assistance, things of that nature. We are able to immediately address a need. And then from there, we would love to move them into our longstanding youth and adult empowerment services, which include our summer programs, which are happening now. There are after-school tutoring and reading programs for our youth, and then also our continuing education, our job assistance, things of that nature for the adults and the family. So it's it is holistic. Yes, it sir. Is, it is a it's neighborhood in involvement. Absolutely, it's engagement. So if someone wanted to, I want to say this now. We'll say it multiple times. If somebody said, you know what, I've been looking for something. I didn't know that NCC existed. How would you tell them to get involved, Anna? Absolutely. So if uh, we we would love to have people more engaged with our services. So right now you can volunteer for our summer programs within our youth. Our elementary students are working on getting their reading levels up at any one of our sites. With the partnership of Arise to Read, we are helping students read or address, hopefully, that they get to grade level or above by the end of the summer. So also, we also have our middle school programs and our high school programs happening right now. And then we also, um, as August comes, we will have after school programs uh, for the youth additionally. We also have awesome things for adults, such as financial literacy, stuff like that. So we have opportunities um, for pretty much anyone with any skill set to volunteer, to provide aid and empowerment to the families in our communities. I want to also shout out to Mid-South Literacy, which is also yes. our summer reading program partner, where our children are being challenged to read 20 hours or more this summer. And so mm-hmm. this is an outcomes-based um, effort. So we're not just doing outreach. We are collecting information, assessing our students, and, pr- and having proper um, um, reporting on outcomes for our for our participants as we well. We had something on the, someone on the program a couple of weeks ago, Rise to Read. And yes. The idea behind the rise to read is they were talking about if you can get a child to learn to read, yes. it, you can make a dramatic difference. That's right. How the kids were now going home mm-hmm. and teaching their siblings and their parents, parents how that's to right. read. Yeah. So we're talking about the same thing with financial literacy, your right. partnership there. Mm-hmm. That's having an impact. That's got to be having, it's an, having impact. an impact. And collaboration mm-hmm. is important. I mean, Donna Gaines and that group with the Rise to Read, uh, John and, and um, others over in Elizabeth at Mid-South Literacy, um, then our team at all of our sites that are all working together. This is um, important for modeling the behavior we're talking about in in order to change um, the community. If you would like to talk to one of these ladies, the telephone number is 901-881-6013. Or you can just, if you want to contact Anna, just go to A-N-N-A, Anna, at ncclife.org. A-N-N-A, at ncclife.org. Dot O-R-G. Let me give out the mission statement. I think this is when I used the two words earlier. I think they're powerful words, strong words. It's the mission statement for NCC. Guiding those in need towards stability and sustainability through compassionate Christ-centered ministries and empowerment programs. How did you come up with a... That's a phenomenal mission statement. Yes, it took us like 40 Four to one years to come up with it. <laughs> really, like thirty-five years <laughs> since we had about five years ago. Like that's the right one. There's not enough iterations, but we, you know, you have to continue to adapt, adapt, adapt. Early, early years, 
Um, it was no question that people sought after stability, understood what stability meant, and then sustainability was a natural progression from that for people because they wanted better for themselves and better for their children. Now we have to emphasize it that our and through not just the community but our staff understanding that this is a way of us managing our relationships and how we are going to intentionally change lives that we first stabilize and then we want to move people towards sustainability. That's going to take a few years, but we want them to not return to us needing the initial services they came for. And so that takes time. And so that's how we came up with that. And then I have to say the Christ-centered piece is very important to us. We just believe that you, we don't just believe that you need to be empowered and have the academics or the trade opportunities to have a better life, but we want you to have the heart of Jesus in your, uh, love of Jesus in your heart and know that this can help you through your whole life. And, and the things we face we don't have to face alone. So all of this um, c- combined together makes I, a difference. I know your mom and dad would be extremely proud of you. Uh, you know, the reality is that that was I heard that so clearly in their testimony when I had a chance to work with them back in the 90s. And now I I see it as it permeates and goes, com- continues to grow and develop it. Um, I guess my thought here, when I when I think through you guys and what you're doing, I heard just recently that you were doing some popcorn popping. Oh, Lord. And, uh, uh, <laughs> that's we? nothing to do with that. That's, that's something my mom and dad put in me and said, you better make, create some more stuff for yourself to do. <laughs> but, but I know you I know what but you I do. I mean, I know the popcorn. But in reality, I want people to understand, this is not just about a handout. This no. is about teaching somebody what to do. You mentioned work yeah. earlier. Yeah. So you've actually created some cottage or home businesses. Well, I did. They're not home anymore. <laughs> I know. I, I know. They're very successful. They're so. very successful. Um, the my, tea company. Right? Uh, well, the tea shop is a social enterprise that was birthed from a relationship with uh, Rick and Carrie Moore and a wonderful team there with um, ladies in, in Orange Mound. And now my cup of tea is a sustaining um uh, program uh, initiative uh, that has its own 501c3 and we're very very proud of what God has done through them uh, and that is employing women in, in Orange Mound and they are growing by leaps and bounds uh, in 2014 um, I personally uh, with my husband and children opened up Papa Ruth's Gourmet Popcorn Shop and the reason why was twofold one was because I wanted our, our children to understand what it meant to, to create something from the ground up and the other part is because when you're doing this work every day and you're seeing people needing work, you know, I'm calling people and asking, can you help? Can you do this? But I, and, it, and people can say, you're doing a lot already. But I was like, am I doing all I can do? And I want to do something to leave a legacy for my own children to to be able to continue to perpetuate and have some ways of serving and helping other people. And it benefits our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for all for the community as well. And so we're opening our third location this weekend at Wolf Chase Mall. <laughs> so um, God has blessed us in 20, since 2014, Amen. and we've hired 12 people on our, you know, that didn't have jobs. And so this is our way of contributing back and giving back and, and helping. And so I, I want to live the life that I teach other people. Uh, yeah. What a testimony. Uh, and, and you just didn't do it. And we're talking with Effie Johnson, president and CEO. And if you can't see the emotion and the power and the presence of what she's talking about, 
you are missing it. So go to go to, to <laughs> Facebook and you can see it it's there. Hey, we'll be oh, back Lord. in just a second. And when I come back, I want to talk and I want you to tell us how we can get involved. We want to be specific about that. I'm sure you're listening now thinking that's a ministry. That's what I want to do. That's something I can contribute back to my city. Well, we're going to tell you exactly how you can take that step. And we're going to help you get nudged a little bit. You know, I mean, just it's one of those things we always say it and talk about it. But then you've got to take action. This is an action step for you. So stay with us. You're listening to, I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Jim Shoemaker and Frank Allen are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, our guest today is Effie Johnson, President and CEO. She is the President and CEO of Neighborhood Christian Center and Anna Wilcox, Communications and Development Manager. And Frank Allen's with us. We'll be talking with him in a few minutes about some things that you have to look at preparing for the unexpected. You're going to know something's going to happen. You just don't know what. Well, Frank's going to help us understand that. I asked Anna during the break if she would just be very specific with us on how can someone get involved. Here's the reason. Now, you love our city. You're listening to the program. I know you're a consistent listener. You're there. You're faithful, and I appreciate it. The reality is, what are you doing specifically to have an impact to leave your legacy to about the city that you love and the city that you enjoy and the city that you take pride in? Well, we have guests today that will help you understand what to do. It's not about what you used to think, well, I'm going to do something. It's about what did you do yesterday, what are you doing today, and what are you going to do tomorrow. It's about your city. It's about people that need your expertise, and you have something that you can give back. By the way, if you do that, I promise you this. This is a one-way deal. It's simple. You give, and I promise you, you'll be blessed. No doubt about it. Anna, give us the thought process, the, the methodology of becoming an active participant with NCC. Yes, sir. So I'm going to tell you two different specific ways in which we could really use some help from you all today. Our first being we really need after school and summer reading volunteers throughout the rest of the summer and once school picks up. Just an hour makes a huge difference with a child who is struggling and learning how to read. If you could sit down with them, work through some sight words with them, really help them comprehend and understand a story in which they may have not had the opportunity to at school, this makes a huge difference for that child. So we would love for you to join our reading programs. They're still happening this summer. They will up until the end of July. And then as soon as school picks up in August, we would love to have you at our after-school programs. Additionally, with that, we are seeking sponsors for our site locations, meaning that we would love for you to get in touch with us, maybe learn about a site closest to you or one in a neighborhood that you would really love to serve. We would love to have you as a partner, as someone who can come alongside of our staff at that site, of the youth of that site, and of the people who live there and near um, to really help them 
be empowered, which is what we're talking about today. We want them to be plugged into any and every service that we offer, and we could greatly use your help in doing that. And Effie, they can reach both of you guys. I mean, you go to you know Effie at ncclife.org or Anna at ncclife.org and can contact you, or the telephone number is 881-6013. We would also, if, any, if anyone would like a tour of any of our sites, so we're, you know, our main site location is in North Memphis, Effie and I, along with other staff members, would absolutely love the chance to talk about NCC more because it's not just because it's our job, it's because it's what we love to do. So if that is of interest, we would love to do that for someone. As I started the program today, I talked about breaking the cycle to not participate in dysfunctional and or unhealthy behaviors. Such behaviors identified in one's family, and the person breaking the cycle does so to keep it from continuing through future generations. This ministry is dedicated to breaking the cycle, guiding those, the mission statement, guiding those in need towards stability and sustainability through compassionate, Christ-centered ministries and empowerment programs. FEA, I, I just have known you a long time since you were a teenager. That's a long time. That's way yes, too long. Yes, I remember. We, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We don't even want to go there. But that this is your life. You pour your life into this. It's very, you're passionate about it. What's the, why is empowerment, when we say the word empowerment, we say in sustainability and stability, why, in closing your closing remarks, why is that so important? Well, when we think empowerment, many times it's empowerment programming. And so that's something, once again, the word participate. You have to participate in that. But many of the people we're serving are not looking to participate in anything. Um, they're just trying to survive in where they are. And so uh, this is more than just attending a program or gaining a certificate. Um, this is about us choosing to um to change to change our way or approach to doing it the or doing it differently than everyone else or others where we go to the home we go and we sit down and we we keep up with them every every week um, with families that are chosen to be what we call priority families. Is everyone ready for this? No. Um, so we keep engagement with those families, um, with those individuals through um, just constant um, conversation. But um, deeper engagement is where we are now. And so our engage neighbor engagement programs and holistic um, neighbor engagement programs allows our um, social workers, if you will, to go into the home and begin to aid our families in creating um, goal sheets and um, plans for what they want to accomplish uh, every 18 months. And so this uh, are these are attainable goals. These are not goals like I want to be a millionaire in two years. This is that I want to be able to provide food for my family every day uh, without um, being on food stamps uh, in the next year and a half. Or I want to get a job and have reduced my food stamps in a year and a half. I mean, realistic goals, you know, um, that I want to make sure that I get up every morning and, and put my clothes on and get my children ready and send them to school every day and go and do something with my life every day to improve myself. Those are things that we're working toward people setting goals. And then you move towards sustainability. Those are stabilizing um, efforts. But that's empowerment. That's us work, walking hand in hand, side by side with with uh, men and women and children that need modeling of this uh, of behavior, modeling of um, of the, the verbiage that you use to be more positive, inclined, moving toward positive thinking about 
where they can go and the possibilities that they have. And so this is different than just sitting and waiting for someone to come and access a service. This is a, a system of care. That's a, that's, a, that's a changed life. That's a, changed a person's mindset. As right. You said changing that norm. The trajectory. It's helping them right. the, tra- the trajectory. Mm-hmm. I like that. If you wonder where that comes from, from a biblical financial, what, what, why don't we even have our own the program? This is Romans chapter 12. Start with verse 1, finish up at the end of the chapter, and you will read exactly what Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling us and what they're doing. I'm so glad you guys have been on the program. You're a frequent guest. You do a great job. Let me say this again. Effie at ncclife.org or Anna at ncclife.org. Telephone number again, 881-6013. Do not say, I'll call tomorrow. You make a phone call today. Talk to them today. How you can maybe you do the tour. How can you get involved? They need those that can help in the reading. Change a life. Do something with your life by changing a life. Mm-hmm. Thanks, ladies, for being with us today. Thank you. I want to make one correction. It's F E J. Did I say F E J? That's okay. You said F E. Oh, I didn't say the J. That's, that's I see okay. the J now. <laughs> oh. Well, just so people won't get bounced back. I got you. F E J at N C C Life. But thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you for so. being here. Thank you so much. Okay. When we come back, uh, I've got a guy that's going to talk about the unexpected. We always think about it, but we never do anything about it. Well, Frank's going to help us walk through the maze of preparing for the unexpected. That's Frank Allen, certified financial planner. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to. Talk Money. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. On September 26, 1933, all the members of the John Dillinger gang escaped from prison in Michigan City, Indiana in the early morning hours. What is not well known is that the FBI arrested notorious Memphis gangster and bootlegger George Machine Gun Kelly that same morning on the order of J. Edgar Hoover. Kelly had kidnapped Oklahoma City tycoon Charles Urschel and had been on the run for over 50 days before the FBI caught up with him in Memphis. Kelly surrendered to the FBI and Memphis police without a fight. The trials that follow were significant because they were the first kidnapping trials in the United States after kidnapping was made a federal offense. They also marked the first time that defendants were moved by airplane, and it was the first major crime solved by the FBI. George Kelly and his wife were convicted and sentenced to life in prison. George spent 17 years in Alcatraz before being transferred to Leavenworth. He died three years later of a heart attack on his 59th birthday. This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large-cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now, back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. Well, you think about preparing for the unexpected, and you say, well, you know, i got to think about maybe the air conditioner is going to fall out, and i got to prepare for that, or the wheels on your car. You know, you look at the tires, and they're getting slick. Those are things that are not unexpected. There are those things called maintenance. Unexpected is you get up in the morning, and something in your life changes dramatically. Well, a lot of people think that when you do a financial strategy, a plan or something, and it's all about just investing or maybe you're doing that and it's to earn a specific rate of return on your assets and you call that your financial strategy. You call that, well, I've got everything in order. Problem is, 
It may not be true. Frank, what does it mean when I say preparing for the unexpected to a certified financial planner? What does that mean to you? Well, you know, there are so many different things that can happen, and most of which we have no control over, some things that we do. But, you know, I look at a financial plan and preparing for the unexpected as kind of a roadmap, just uh, having a roadmap. Um, a lot of people think of it as, you know, a rate of return, like you mentioned earlier. And I can see how some people would think that, but it's really much, much broader than that. And uh, it, it keeps us on our toes because we just don't know whether it's health related, whether it's job related, whether it's family related. There's so many different things that can come into play when you're talking about the unexpected. Well, I know that you talk about that from a standpoint when you say there's so many things coming. When you talk about a financial strategy. Okay, something where we're putting together the you know, plan. You know, we're going to kind of put some ideals for a client and you work through that. Are there, there's six areas I know that you talk about in a person's life. Can you go over that with everybody so that they can kind of understand when we, when we throw that big term out, what are we really covering for people? Right. A financial plan is, is easy for people like you and I to understand, but not so easy for people who don't deal with it every day to really understand what that means. So when we say financial plan, we're talking about looking at like your current financial position, and we would call that maybe a balance sheet, like looking at your assets and liabilities, uh, protection planning. If something happens to you or someone in your family, what, what happens to the rest of your family? And are you prepared for that? Investment planning, I think a lot of people know what that is and are involved in investment planning. Tax planning, retirement planning, and lastly, estate planning. You won't believe how many people come into my office who don't have a will. They don't have an estate plan. And so uh, I think maybe 50% of the people in the world you know, right now don't have a, a, a will. And so that's part of our job is to help them prepare for that next step and, uh, you know, and, and be prepared for whether it be a disability, whether it be a death, whether it be, you know, a confining illness that uh, has them in the hospital for a good long while. We want to have, uh, we want to make sure that our, all of our clients are prepared for all of those things. Well, unexpected, when you talk about the word unexpected, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a term that is different for different people. Unexpected can be a health issue, as you said, a death or something like that, or it can be a change of jobs. It can be a loss of a job. It can be uh, a divorce for some people. You know, it just, it just the unexpected, the things you'd say, that's going to happen to the guys across the street, not to me. So when you're talking, give me some examples of some things in your practice that you've come up against. Well, in my own life, yeah, you know, the the reason I got started in this business in financial planning was because of an unexpected, you know, job change. I worked at FedEx for 17 years and had a, a great experience there. Uh, wonderful people, a great company, and uh, had a major change. And and uh, you know, at that point in time, back in 2001, came to Shoemaker. Uh, went from a very very large company to a, a much smaller, smaller company. company. Uh, and so many different things. The skill, skill sets were different uh, that I was using at, at FedEx versus what I needed to use and learn at Shoemaker. So totally different situation. Um, later, I also experienced the unexpected when I lost my dad uh, and I also lost my wife. And so I did have death and change of jobs and several of the things that you mentioned happened to me personally. So when you go through that, I mean, you're thinking through and you're going through this process, you know, I mean, this has been, these are adjustments. And so what did you learn when you went through some of those things? Were, were there things that you said, wow, I need to make sure I keep that in my mind to share with other people? 
Well, you know, you can't, when you wake up in the morning and, you know, I just feel blessed, you know, every day that I wake up in the morning and get to see the sunshine and, and get to go to work. I, I, I think taking those things for granted is something you need to guard against because, you know, just having a job and being able to serve people and being able to wake up and serve your community and make a difference in people's lives is something that is an honor and a privilege. And so I think that's one of the things I learned was just not to take things for granted, that things that I just enjoyed and, and just kind of expected on a day-to-day basis, then all of a sudden when something, the unexpected happens, it's like, oh, okay, well, then that was just not, that was not necessary. Even though I might have looked at it as the norm for me, it was not something I could necessarily depend upon every day because God's plan may be different than my plan. And so understanding and trying to trying to uh, ask God, please reveal to me, you know, your plan for my life, uh, as opposed to my plan for my life, then uh, that's one of the things I learned as well, to depend upon the Lord more. Uh, That's a great point. I mean, just the fact that, you know, we don't always know what's going to happen tomorrow. We, In fact, we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so, therefore, the reality is taking one step at a time, knowing God's in charge, knowing that you're going to allow Him to direct your life. But then He doesn't tell us to go sit in the corner and do nothing. Right. He, you, he tells us to do something. That's right. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't plan or you shouldn't begin thinking through well, what what you know what things could happen and and what do I want? And as I ask my clients all the time, in the event of your passing, what would you want to happen? What do you do? You want your mortgage paid? Do you want you know to leave a legacy? Do you want money to go to the kids? Do you want money to go to a charity? You know what do you want to happen in the event of your passing? Uh, <clears throat> so it, it, I think we are supposed to plan. And to the best of our ability, uh, and be as prepared as we can for certain things. But you know, again, it's it's not our plan in the end. Uh, but but we are held responsible for being good stewards of what God's given us in terms of our time and our talent and our treasures. So I think we do need to spend some time thinking about that. And and I think that's difficult to do. If you just tuned in, my guest uh, in the second half of the program is Frank Allen. He is a certified financial planning planner, and he we're talking about preparing for the unexpected. And I think what we've been discussing is it just happens. Now, Frank and I both believe by, you know, a biblical faith that God's in charge of our lives. God directs our lives. And what we're saying is even with that mindset, and we both believe that very, very strongly, we still are to take some some initiative to do a plan, to do something, some strategic thinking about what we're trying to protect from. Frank, you were telling me when we were thinking about doing this program that you've had some people in the past that you've discussed this with that they had everything put together in a nice clean box and everything was going exactly according to plan, retirement, move, this, that, and things happened. Talk about that. I had two, I've had three situations here very recently. Um, One, in fact, I attended a a funeral just this week and a 65-year-old and couple retired several years ago and moved to Pickwick and sold their house here and began to, you know, have a a life of retirement, if you will, uh, in a, in a new place, and uh, and he two months ago was diagnosed with a, a glioblastoma, a brain tumor, and um, he just passed away this past Friday at, at sixty five. So that was not in their plan. That was not something that they thought of. Not something that they really expected. It was certainly unexpected, and and the wife now, of course, is devastated and wondering, okay, what's next? So um, that's one situation. I had another. A client 15 years and someone I worked with at FedEx, I'd known for a long, long time, Uh, extremely fine gentleman and very much a planner, 
uh, he, he had done everything that I had recommended to him in the plan that I did for him 15 years ago. Great, great, you know, uh, an- anticipating these things and took really good care of his family. And he has Parkinson's disease now, and he's in the hospital. He's been in the hospital about a month and went to rehab and fell and hurt his head. And so he's back in the hospital. That's, that was not part of their plan. Uh, so there have been several situations here very recently where these are things that I did not expect, and I know that they didn't expect. And I want to make sure everybody understands that we're talking about, when we talk about someone like the two people he's just mentioned, we're not trying to say that everybody falls into a category like this where somebody may die prematurely or have health issues prematurely. The bottom line is it's just being aware that things happen in your life that you don't expect to happen. You may do a strategy, a plan that you put through things together and things that look like you've got everything lined up. It just you need to be sensitive to the path, to the part of the fact of any plan, things that can happen that you didn't expect to happen. How do you embrace that? How do you deal with that? When Frank comes back, we're going to ask him the very specific question. What are some things we should be doing to prepare specifically for the unexpected? He's given us a hint. We'll be back. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Stay with us. This is Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Life insurance products contain fees such as mortality and expense charges and may contain restrictions such as surrender periods. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. Separate from the financial plan and our role as financial planner, we may recommend the purchase of specific investment or insurance products or accounts. These product recommendations are not part of the financial plan, and you are under no obligation to follow them. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, you're packing the car, you're getting the kids in, you got all the little devices that they're going to need, and you're headed to California for a, a great summer vacation. Good luck for you. I'm glad I'm going, and you're going, not me, but everybody does that. Now, here's the reality. You get started, and all of a sudden, about Texarkana or about Oklahoma City, there's a roadblock, there's an accident, there's road repair, somebody gets sick or something, and all of a sudden, all the plans that you have done so effectively, you've been detailed, and everything you've tried to do, and it's it's changed. It just changed in a second. It's the unexpected. Well, what if you're doing your financial strategy? What if you're doing your financial life and something like a roadblock, like something that you didn't expect happens. What should you do? My guest, Frank Allen, certified financial planner. Frank, we've talked about things in your personal life that's happened. We talked about things in some individuals' lives that have happened. We all know unexpected things happen. From your chair, what would you share with our listening audience? How to prepare for that? Well, I've talked to a number of people, you know, the last 18 years, and You know, when you talk to people about a plan, there's a lot of scratching of heads like, what really is that? And uh, I had someone tell me the other day, you know, I'm just kind of going to wait for my first Social Security check, my first pension check, and then see if I have enough. You know, that's what that's how I'm going to figure out my retirement. And and I just kind of shook a little and cringed a little and said, well, you know, I would certainly not be doing my job if I allowed that to happen. So I'm going to just tell you how important I think a plan is, a financial plan is for you. 
Uh, you mentioned a statistic to start the show that uh, like the average 65-year-old runs out of money about nine or 10 years too soon, Yeah. right? Well, shame on us if we're not finding and helping those people to, you know, because that's not a good situation. Uh, it's really too late to plan if you get that far down the road, right? And you're already retired and you're wondering, do I have enough? So our job and what I think is, is, is the right thing to do to help prepare for the unexpected is to sit down with a person who can help you prepare a financial plan that covers those areas that we talked about, covers cash flow, covers assets and liabilities, co covers debt, covers spending less than you make. Just a lot of those things that are basic things, but if you do them over and over and over again for years and years and years, you're going to be in a pretty good situation when you get to retirement. You won't have to wonder, do I have enough? And the key being the plan, and it has to be a mindset. It has to be something you're starting. I so much appreciate you said that. And by the way, that's not just for the wealthy. It's for no. anybody who wants to make sure they can be prepared for the unexpected. That's exactly right. And it's an honor and a privilege to be involved in people's lives. And I just love that aspect of what I do. And uh, I just love it. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be doing it for Shoemaker. Well, thank you, sir. You've done a great job. Great guy. We'll talk more with Frank in another program. The thing is, uh, you can call Frank if you would like to. Just simply call him at 757-5757. If you'd like to talk to Effie Johnson or Anna Wilcox, it's 881-6013. Give them a call at Neighborhood Christian Center. We hope you've enjoyed today's program. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you have questions for Talk Money, and just send them to Talk Money at Shoemaker Financial. Financial.com. To find today's program or podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Thanks so much for listening to Talk Money. Happy birthday, America. Thank you. We so much appreciate this great country we live in. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Frank Allen are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Next to you and defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt I love